fighting easier from outside the cage, but Raph and I have frequently said, if you need any communication help, that shit is not easier outside of the cage. You should call us. It's time for Verbal Tap. I am your host, Kevin. Raph, how are you doing before I give you some UFC breaking news that's going to change your world perspective? I'm a little behind. I just got back in from Dream BJJ. I was serving as a photog for that. Hey, Last minute. Shandy. Little yes. Sean, Shandy with his beautiful smile. <laughs> we could do that for um, a little bit. It's like M. Shyamalan. <laughs> so in the background right now, as you're talking, I have Cub Swanson versus Crone Gracie playing because I saw uh, Crone say, hey, I won that fight. And I don't know anything about this fight except that he did. So I'm just and I definitely lost. That. I'll tell you that. I've got some time into these. I watched all all five of the decisions, Raf. All five. Mm. Including Kron's. In a massive disappointment in terms of I don't mean this I kind of expect a grappler to hit a point where it's like, okay, it's time to do do what God put me on this earth for. And I'm not even a religious person, but I know he is. So I kind of was hoping, like, when is Kron going to go crazy? He does a pretty cool, weird hook sweep. Why are we talking about this? Hold on. We have got stuff. Put a brakes on it. Who cares? Kron, sorry. Brakes, buddy. Today, Raph, I have to share with something you, Joanna Jedrzejczyk said. And I'm quoting. This was said to MMA Junkie. I'm going to play a fun guessing game of where did this come from? Big thanks to Dana. It's not like I'm trying to be sweet and put a finger into his ass. But no. that's not true because he knows what's up. End of quotation. All right. What is that about? Okay. It so is real. It, this is not fake as best I can understand unless okay. MMA Junkie's doing some onion things that I'm not aware of. I'm surprised at the happenstance of all of this because the one time I don't actually have the breaking news it plays more into your wheelhouse of <laughs> raf raf the google alert worked i was like so what? upset i have to break this to you why couldn't it be hey raf did you hear gsp accepted with khabib uh no i was so sure you had heard of this i didn't even wait till the podcast because i was like joanna jedrzejczyk was she talking about digitally penetrating her boss like I think we've gotten two PC as well, <laughs> but certain things ESPN usually shies away from. This you will not find on their website. I love that MMA Junkie was like, we'll air it unedited. What is she trying to say? <laughs> so the whole preface to this was, hey, are you going to talk to Dana about a next fight? She was like, I will definitely call Dana. Talks about it being amazing, a uh, place to end, and then... Straight into, I'm going to read this one more time for the fans at home. You, I am not making this up again. We are a comedy podcast. I should say this. Big thanks to Dana. It's not like I'm trying to be sweet and put a finger into this. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not through yet. But that's not true because he knows what's up. So I want to start with the first half of this. Maybe something okay. was lost in translation. Like maybe this is a beautiful Polish phrase that I've never heard. More than willing to be corrected. But it's not like I'm trying to be sweet. So her version of sweet is to digitally penetrate a man, telling you a lot about, like, as her metaphors. There's definitely a lot of 
making me not so sure I ever do want to go visit our friends, the Polish. They might be like, oh, look, they're so sweet. No, they do no, no, things no. No, differently. I, I just got off a plane. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, this is a different culture. One of my favorite things, but like that's what she views as sweet. So it's like I'm trying to be sweet and put a <laughs> finger in it. And then I don't, this next statement has a real, there's a lot that leaves to be interpreted by the next statement. But that's not true because he knows what's up. Okay. One, does she have inside knowledge about how Dana White's sex life is going? Because that was sure not the question. Two... Is she referencing back to I will call him about this fight? Or is she three secretly alluding they have carnal knowledge of of like the other's interests? I don't know. It's it's like when you break the news of a double negative to somebody and they go, What? So I don't even think think even in the translation getting lost like i'd love to hear what it's supposed to mean in her brain i wish there was a real live time little uh little joanna that's like the ms microsoft clip that just goes hi you might be wondering what she's saying i don't know either it's weird this should have been a news alert i'm upset at everybody (laughs) i didn't get this i had to go through news.google and my friend donnie that's not how you should have to find things out, but I'm so glad I did. Oh, man. Big thanks to Dana. It's not like I'm trying to be sweet and put a finger into his ass. Into his ass. Also, not like in his ass. So you could, she really illiterate. She's focused. But that's not true because he knows what's up. And she immediately goes right back to talking about her legacy. This but makes me only love her more. Me, okay, but do you think that she's saying it in the form where she's like, I would never do that. And then that's not true. Is the like, wink. Deaf have, uh, I don't know. It just it's it maybe it's your tone that I'm getting as that version. I also can't tell if she's subtly flirting. Like, but he knows I would. It's like I think he's probably out for the same reason we might all be currently. But well, I can. I mean, he's not gonna comment. He just won't. There's so many doesn't. people that Data has been alleged. I think Tito Ortiz rumored. said this exact thing five to seven <laughs> years ago, just in a in a less fun way. Oh, I'm very glad that you brought up Tito Ortiz because this is not on our rundown, but it's my turn to take back the breaking the news <laughs> to you. It's not going to be this good. Everyone vote. Everyone listening right now. No, pull don't over vote. and text us. <laughs> Tell Raph. <laughs> Via DM or social media, Kevin's breaking news was the best breaking news of 2019. (laughs) So there's a moment where Tito Ortiz got on a camera and they were asking him to promote the fight with Alberta Del Rio. Now, you know what's really great about this is they actually did a photo op where they had Alberto Del Rio with his WWE championship replica. Where was he Tito doing Ortiz. it? Who asked Tito? Not the UFC. No, but Tito Ortiz definitely had one of his old belts. And I think someone made the comment, uh, neither of these gentlemen have these belts or are they current? So it was fun to start there, but then Tito went on a radio tour and on the radio tour, he said, you know, uh, this is a fight between, uh, me, uh, real American, uh, and Alberto Del Rio, uh, Mexican who became 
an American. And it, it's more than just a fight. You know, it's um, it's a fight for, our, for the like, what? well, it's a fight for the future of America. Oh, gross! Oh God, is he trying to rocky this? I First of all, know, I don't but... think he's going to fight in Mexico as fun a villain as 1970s era Soviet <laughs> Russia. But two, your name's Tito Ortiz, man. You never mind. Mexicans haven't known him for years. It's fine. I just enjoyed the fact that just the absolute like I'm an American. It's like, oh, really? You came over with Plymouth Rock. You were of the Ortiz British. Got it. Now I'm focused. But Kev, could you imagine though that he's a huge Trump actual... supporter sideline? That's why I'm so yes. angry at him. Not at his, <laughs> his politics have really skewed right. Oh fuck it! You know what? No cage. Have a wall round. That's what they should do that fight in. Oh and damn second, it! If, okay, that's funny. <laughs> if we really are talking about the future of America, finally an attainable wall do... like that's buildable. <laughs> I think the minute one of them goes and gets into the wall themselves and is doing wall work, they're going to be like, you know, this is kind of inhumane to actual. People. I, I was just going to say, Tito's super introspective when he like experiences things. You're going to be like crying by the end, be like, "This is wrong. <laughs> what have I been doing? I'm sorry, Hillary." <laughs> So there's a great moment, though, where Tito just moves on and the hosts just move on. But any other person goes, listen, if we were to be fighting for the so-called love and appreciation of America, it wouldn't be you guys. Let's just be honest. No one's hankering for a race war or uh, a pro-America war and saying Tito Ortiz is our representative. We barely allow you to get on camera as is. I don't think we're going to be the first people to go. That man represents all. That man represents some of us. He, a few, right? Like he's got some. I, I get it. He has a following. Not opposed to it. Damn it. You don't have to bring Tito Ortiz back up. But I do like that we started this on a somewhat political note. Sexual than political. Our, Turn our to the fights. Because I've got yeah, these. Yeah, so I'm. Go ahead. Two rounds in on Swanson versus Gracie. <laughs> and oh, to his credit, yeah. I saw that uh, Gracie tried to jumping pull guard. That's the one twice. I wanted to reference. That's right what I was about to be like. He tried this uh, like sort of what I would call like a white belt guard technique. I'm sure he's much better at it. But I get it. I mean, you get hit a few times. You forget what belt you are sometimes. But... Uh, it, the the strategy that I heard from people who did watch it live was, man, Raph. I was like, what does that mean? And they just go, that that Crone Gracie fight. Yes, what about it? I'm listening. It was, man, yeah. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. It wasn't and that then fun. And I started reading the CompuStrike stats, and I said, okay. And then I saw that Crone said that he won the fight. Now, this is also the man who said that the earth is flat. So, you know, you really got to do your research in order to double check those facts. Bro, bro, bro. Here's why it's so good, though, Ken. Cub Swanson said in response to that, as, you know, to try and put the little final little dig at the very end, he just goes, and the world isn't flat either. 
<laughs> he definitely, I thought Cubs once and one. He was striking him, giving him, he kept hitting him really aggressively in the gut. You've probably seen that yeah. highlighted in that they're, second They're just round. doing a slow motion of it as we go into the third round right now. And That'll make you rethink a single leg. Ugh. Like struggling to breathe because he just crushed it. I think it's a something we're going to see with some interesting, just the striking patterns against them, some of the grapplers. The big winner in this fight which, again, was not me, because this was a long one, and I was really hoping for some jiu-jitsu. And Cub Swanson, love watching him fight. That's exactly how I would have fought. Cron Gracie, quite a chin. Not saying it was a bad fight, just, you know, it's like hanging out with Gordon Ramsay and you all just have a <laughs> cocktail together. It just wasn't what I was looking for out of the experience. The Kron people Gracie, were saying, and this is what I do now see, which was, what was the strategy for Cron and why did he feel the need to stand and bang when he's the jujitsu guy? Like, I get it. It's just, you know, there's just a difference between the punches here. When Cub Swanson's hand went up, so did Gary Tonin's chances of fighting Cron Gracie in the near future. Funny you mentioned, was... Kev, you're inadvertently transitioning us to such great things because they definitely said... Who would you like to see Crone have a super fight with? And like Candy and a baby, Gary Tonin took the bait and said, uh, yeah, tell them me. And I would take that fight, whatever. I don't care. I would take it. And uh, I think somebody said, yo, you wouldn't want that Crone smoke. And Gary goes, I don't know. Maybe you're right. Because whatever he's smoking has been making him say some statements that do not seem based in reality lately. So, yeah, I might give you that. But. um, I love his training videos, though. Crone's training videos are always like a a Bruce Lee film without the fun. Like, it's just a lot of focus. It's it's good. I would say I've thought about this a little bit more. And I'd love to see Crone's training videos directed by Quentin Tarantino. God, they already do have like a pretty sort of gritty thing to them. It's, it's not. It's I mean, fun. I would just love to hear Quentin try to write some of the dialogue for Crone that would maybe establish this character a little bit more than the way he he is. But um, yeah, I mean, Cubs winning this fight and kudos to Crone for just trying to push the action. I just hope he's not confusing that like age-old octagon control which i think they've tried moving away from in terms of a judging criterion but like eh, yeah i i this is it's not hard to watch it's just there's lots of questions more questions than answers one might say kevin yep and frankly that's what happens when it's not a i wouldn't say anyone like crushed it right like somebody's just fight wise like yeah it's not that it's close But it's reasonable. Joanna Jedrzejczyk defeats Michelle Watterson in the fight and in the quote game because ain't nobody topping Joanna these days. Joanna, fun fight again. This is back to my strategy that this weight class is just sort of rubbery. Like it's really difficult to knock each other out or finish each other, but fun, exciting fight. Uh, Again, outside of one specific, because now I want to pivot to Mackenzie Dern where oh. it was just the perfect grappling trifecta of no grappling. It was, it yeah, was so on the uh, the Joanna uh, little last comment I want to leave on that one, somebody said, and, I, and this is how you can tell, we get into a rinse and repeat mode with all of this. 
because they go, Joanna's looking good. Is she ready for another title shot? And I go, are we back there again? The answer is Shit. yeah. It's not that deep. Uh. It's not that deep. Who Thug Rose ready? Knock somebody probably, out? I, I don't know. But haven't we seen eh, – whatever. I just like that because when you mentioned that it's such a rubbery division, I couldn't help but think maybe? Wait. When, when, when did that happen? How long has it been? What year is it? <laughs> we started this podcast. But I guess – well, Jessica Andrade is the current title. I'd watch Andrade versus uh, Jed Rizek. Mm-hmm. That'd be kind of fun. And I can't wait to hear Joanna's comments about reaching out to Dana post-fight. Or anyone, really, if people want to know. MMA Mania is ready to ask her a lot more questions. I have, uh, I have a strong feeling. Mackenzie Dern, no, uh, she's kind of got beat up on her feet. No. No big statements, though. No uh, heel hooks, sadly. I was like, surely she's going to come out pissed about ADCC. Watched everybody grapple, didn't get to go. Um, that's also me teasing a transition. But the big thing we have to talk about is the mm. Nico Price foot to face over Mr. Mm. James Vick. Okay. He, it was a grappling. This fight's awesome. Have you seen this fight? Did you go back and watch it? No. This is the fight you need to go back and watch for two reasons. One, it has the most gruesome upkick I've seen or heard. It completely knocked James Vick unconscious, who fell to his knees and was still unconscious and struggling about two to three minutes later. So, a little bit of a serious moment, but loud. Like Adam Sella hit in the face loud. Oh, no. Yeah, pretty good one. So, that's the one to see. It was five decisions and that. Nuts. All right. Well, let me see. I knew that James Vick had a lengthy statement, so I'm just going to kind of breeze through that as you transition. Yeah, I hope he's, you know, obviously I'm hoping he's okay. Well, I want to transition to the ADCC, which is where I'm giving the nod and the control. I did. I was waiting to see if you were like, I have found the Nico Price clip. I am watching. I am disgusted. But it well, is... the, the other one, I didn't know that that was Nico Price per se. I know there was like a walk-off home run knockout. That was, a, I thought, a punch. I got to see the name of this gentleman. I thought it happened in the prelims, but it oh, shook me. Possible. I was, uh, I was in between uh, finishing up from Dream and going out to drink for a little bit. And it was one of the things that I saw where I go, oh, my, my word is all I could say. And... I, I don't know that you saw. Yeah, here's what it was. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and send it to you on Facebook. It's like it's so ridiculously impressive that all I could do was just say, like, God damn. Just, and oh, God. We are on the path to talking about eye gate. Yes. Um, Eyeborn illness. The eye oh, plague. Wait. The eye born identity. Uh, I mean, we're getting there, especially since cyborgs I mean, is that involved. There is. You sent me a photo <laughs> from Instagram. It's JT Torres looking. I want to be clear, handsome, but not normally, like not as handsome as his normal elevated twelve. 
He appears to have some sort of very serious eye infection. Oh, here we go. Oh, my God. Mohawk to the face. Ouch. (laughs) Raph just sent me the heavy left. Yeah. Oh, thank God for slow motion. Sorry. The end. (laughs) So, yeah. Okay. That is not as good as Nico Price's, but it's a good shot. Okay. That takes a close second. JT Torres has the eye thing that Keenan left, withdrew from ADCC for, because he clearly got it at, I guess he was training at Henzo's. Henzo being patient zero, meaning everyone that's been through there, if you're doing a quick number, it's like seven to eight of the fighters. Do we have an idea? Cyborg got it as well as JT Torres. We can presume Mm -hmm. JT fought Gary. We know... Cyborg fought Nicky Rod, who was questioning whether or not he was going to compete. Cyborg is pissed because he can't do seminars or enjoy his Hawaii vacation. I'm kind of, I loved, it was like a subtle power statement from Cyborg, but I did dig it. He's like, I can't even go to fucking Hawaii with my family. God damn it. He's upset about the promoters. Who's ultimately responsible for the, for the athlete's bill of health prior to arrival? Like, who would make the call to say, you can't fight, you have this eye infection, or you're exposed to this eye infection? I guess it would be the tournament director. Kind of has to be, right? And they really have been pretty quiet on the subject. Well, I don't know. Because they do try to downplay, I believe, Mo's role. Whenever they say, like, Mo, you're ADCC, he goes, I'm just a coordinator. I'm like, I don't think that's the official title. Uh, maybe overseer of ADCC relations. Like, I don't know. It would be an EVP title in our business language, I think, of some sort. But whatever. So I would assume it would be somebody like Mo or the officials who maybe are the refs or the teams that oversee that. I don't yeah. know. I don't know who they're blaming on it. But you, you were right to kind of identify the weirdness they should just bring them before andre galval and he'll do it caesar style with a thumbs up (laughs) thumbs down no that person has eye aids i can see well okay so this is why it's confusing is that they said it was henzo gracie that was the gym the place where it started there was rumor on the street it did not come from them it became a hub. And well, sure, we're not accusing them of inventing the eye infection. So sure. I just want to be clear. I don't want to But they accuse another place. Classic. So just, you know, misdirect that if you would. So on the other side, we've got some memes that have been making light of the situation on being like Craig Jones just shrugging and whenever they're looking at people to blame uh, for the eye infection. So there's, I think, a couple different camps on this. And I think the Henzo Gracie New York perspective is, I mean, is a pink eye, even though it's super pink eye, going to really kill you if you just have to deal with it and you just don't have to do anything for a little bit? It does suck. I mean, I, I would be clear <laughs> Cyborg was the one that missed out on on his vacation and the money of the seminars, which is like, well, that would be the second part, which is the second perspective of everybody saying, yeah, that sounds nice and all, but I had seminars planned because people, when they come to ADCC, don't just 
make plans to compete, they make sure that they try to make some extra cash on the side. So when you talk about that and the time it takes away from you teaching and, you know, I mean, right now there's a GoFundMe for Yuri Samoas because he got injured. So that was just a man who got injured. Not to my knowledge, does he have any eye herpes? But his teammate, Mason Fowler, sure looked like he was in the next 28 days later. That stuff sucks, though. And I will say, like, here's the catch. This is my commentary. You've seen it in the NFL. This is much more fun and direct because it's local. They're not making that kind of money. And most of this news broke on Instagram, which I love the jujitsu world. It's just cyborg commenting on JT Torres. We're like, news. They, They... specifically are living in a world where ratings were dependent on certain fighters being there as you're losing old guard shanji's on the commentary table people don't know that right lovato's out there's a lot of names that have left the i mean the mendez brothers are not fighting you can go on replacing that requires certain waves nicky rod and that whole crew was a big part of it so you kind of have to think anyone was going to err on the side of well, Cyborg, we love you, but if you dropped out, the tournament goes forward. If all of the Dan and her death squad drops out, this tournament starts to really suffer. There is an element of that to me. I'm not for I, or against. Like, what I'm would just you do? Them the reality. I'm like, no, I, mean, I get it. It's just, what would you do? I, without not visible signs, to- how do you not let them go? Like, it's not like I saw Nikki Wright. He didn't look like he had it. But that is one of the worst. Like I could just hear physicians. There's got to be at least physicians and nurses rolling their eyes at us aggressively right now. It's like I get it. <laughs> but so I had a I had a few different <laughs> things that I was trying to do on the investigation on my side. Uh, obviously, I heard from Mason after I posted his face. Uh, Mason is a friend of the show, and. You know, he was saying what a bummer it was, but I just kept being like, of all places I saw this photo, Kev, and I, I kid you not, it was at the CVS when I was getting my flu shot. Oh, there you so, go. So when there's a woman walking around sneezing on everything and you're thinking like, oh, God, put it in me yesterday. <laughs> and then you see that there. You start to get the moment where they do the rush rack focus and thriller on the girl in the movie where she's just kind of like, shit, everyone's a zombie. So you start to get a little nervous about it. But here's the good news. Uh, It does seem like they will be fine, but it does raise the question. Okay, so if you have this once every other year, what do you do? Do you say, fuck it, you guys got to fight and deal with the consequences? Or do you create a new bracket? And this is what we proposed on the show. Uh, I believe it was on Grappling Hour. I said, what if we just take a, instead of an absolute, it's like absolutely everything in your eye and your leg and your knees is acceptable. Don't care if it's gushing, even better if it is. Come on in. <laughs> it is inclusive. If we're just talking about like the basics. And you're, this is not, this is a cousin to my, let's just have a steroids only MMA league. Yes. This is right in that wheelhouse. So you already know I'm in. If you're uh, infected, again. we actually, no, I'm not sure where this idea, this is funny. If you're infected, go all the way to Matt four. Everybody's going to be on Matt four. It's like Gabby Garcia. Great. Okay. You're going to fight Nikki R- <laughs> Ryan. Congrats. <laughs> it's going to be weird, but 
I I think we might have just done something really cool for ratings. We might have destroyed the sport of jiu-jitsu, but <laughs> small price to pay. Meh. It's, there's going to be no lifetime movies made about this eye infection thing, so this is the best you got, jiu-jitsu world. Speaking of eye infection-free events, Raf, where yes. you were this weekend, that I would describe as a dream. Uh, nope, that's the title of it. But it is both yeah. a dream and that is the title. Dream Jiu-Jitsu Tournaments. You're back to just hanging out with the Sean world, being down there reporting. You're taking, sounds like, hundreds of photos. Give me the 411. You said it was, uh, it was they were doing Baddest Blue? Yes. So the Baddest format is submission only, no time limit. And it's been a while since they've done one of these. And I couldn't have been happier because that's one of my favorite formats to watch. If not maybe my favorite. It is difficult sometimes and i was taking photos and yeah sure i did want to yell out how they could finish certain lapel chokes from certain places but that really wasn't my role and who's to say i actually know i was just about so, to say it. and then somebody like leans in they're like kevin that's not like, oh shit <laughs> i'm always really afraid that if i do yell that out someone's gonna come over and be like let me correct the corrector here uh, but I was pretty, pretty happy to see uh, this. And here's why. The grit that you show in submission only, no time limit, is amazing. And I I hate <clears throat> saying that I do this, but I do try to catalog the exact moment the fight ends. Because I always like the fighter to see a representation of how tired they were. Because... Rather than harp on it, I want them to understand like they overcame a lot of adversity uh, just rolling without stopping for a, a long period of time. Uh, the, one of the women's matches went for an hour and 20 minutes. And then the woman who won wasn't done. She had to go to another match, which went about 55 plus minutes. You know, I mean, granted, are you I'm watching? I'm sorry, Raph. I passed out. Yeah. 55 minutes? Oh, I made a face. I went away from my microphone to whoever fought that long. Ugh, well, keep in mind, gross. it was an hour and 20 minutes before the 50-minute match. So I think in a day where she had You're three matches. Two hours of jiu-jitsu. Two hours plus, yeah. Mm -mm. So even if you have like enough for the hour. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, it, no, I'm back in the microphone. I'm back. But it does like I persevered. It is fun to see these people do it. Yes, I actually love this format. And one of the things I mean, an hour and twenty minute match. If you're ever just interested in explaining, it's like um, jujitsu. So can you explain? Is it fun? Like how do it gets? Like yes, but if you're good at it, you can go for two effing hours, just not able to submit someone. But it's old school. <clears throat> I will say, though, it is also super great to see <clears throat> the upcoming next stars because you can kind of get a feel of like, oh, this guy's going to be really good. Or actually, that dude's really good at points. He just is here because he wants to see what it's like. So you get a nice mix of a little bit of, of styles A and B. And there was one dude who won his division in both gi and no gi. And I thought that was pretty cool. So for a uh, psychopath, like how many fights sure. are you putting in, my man? There's a lot of fights. Minute wise, the total tonnage, <laughs> it's too much. 
Plus, the good news is, I think this dude was like, yo, I want to go home, so can you just give me the arm? <laughs> there there has to be, everybody has to have a time-breaking point. Like, there has to be a moment when it's like, I'll give you 20 bucks in my reward money. <laughs> it's like, they said I get an, a gi, you can have it. Just give me the arm. <laughs> I'd deal. I'd be worthy. I, I would have dealt at minute 17. But let alone. Oh, yeah, I would definitely be asking, like, uh, let me speak to the commissioner. I'm going to cut a deal. Let me speak to the D.A. Is that who it is? I don't know. I just figure if I need to speak somebody, it's going to be Commissioner Gordon, right? Hey, I think this guy um, has an eye infection. Has he been checked? <laughs> like, uh, I, we could also, stop. I could stop and take a break. Check his eyes. What am I here? I'm midway through Joanna and Watterson. And <clears throat> I mean, Joanna's doing well there's not much to say other than you know waterson's definitely still in it it's just joanna be good so let's go back to this you're you're talking about ways to improve it so it is interesting it was part of the fit expo and we had a lot of like really jacked people walking around and going what's this oh shit that's awesome these these guys are just like tearing shit out of each other for hours yeah it is awesome yep and then to the right of us, there's like some kickboxing and Muay Thai uh, smoker kind of uh, dealings where they're just having people, you know, amateurs come up and get some good kickboxing experience. And so that's pretty dope to see. But if we're looking for ways to make it more viewer friendly, maybe because uh, don't get me wrong, it's super dope to watch. I get it. And I would never do it to blue belts. I think blue belts are very sweet, so I wouldn't pick on them like this. But I'm just going to throw this out there. This was actually suggested by Art uh, over from 10th Planet Orange who said, okay, hear me out. For every minute they don't get a finish, you take away a piece of the puzzle mats. I was like, wait, hold on. This is I genius. Love this, idea. this is like, a close cousin to we lower you more into the gator pit. <laughs> this is good. Somebody basically said, they go, do you call it the floor is lava? And I said, <laughs> oh. Lava match. Just a good old fashioned lava match. Because <laughs> I told him, I said, here's the reason why I love it the most, which is who says they're going to stop? Because if you see the look on these people's faces, they may be rolling with somebody and smiling and saying like, man, this is dope. I like this person because they're just as crazy as I am to want to get a finish. There's a competition element to it. I don't know that you take away the mats and everybody goes home. Some of these people were already going. I mean, like when they would have they had eight mats. Let's put it to you this way. And at any given time, they were using three or four of those mats, okay? Because they wanted to space out the time so that if you had a long match, you wouldn't necessarily go the second after. They were doing a good job of making sure uh, that it was fair to everybody. But when we would use those three or four mats, and especially as we got down later to the end of the day, it wasn't uncommon to see, especially towards like the finals, the referees just go, I mean, we started on mat three, but we're at mat one now. <laughs> like, what are you going to do? Fuck it. Knock yourselves out, kids. Especially if it's, I mean, if it's sub only. Like, a lot of people's instincts are not to mess with it, and they're right. 
Yes. So met a lot of good friends. Had a, had a lot of people tell us that they're fans of the show. So if you're listening in, we're talking about you. And it was fun. I got to see Gee and No Gee competition, sub only, no time limit. I love seeing the Gee guys compete because they don't always get the love. But Dream very much has the love for Dutch Gee as well. So Dutch Gee. I would also tell you guys that I actually, for the very first time, I've never done this on my trips to San Diego, I actually stayed an extra day. Not to get work done, though I did, but my reward for getting work done was getting to train. And I finally made my way to 10th Planet San Diego, run by our good friend, Richie Boogeyman Martinez, and also- The breakdancers? Yeah, well, so Gio has his. And this is what I'm actually worried about because I can only make two. And that's only because Boogie has a 6 a.m. class. And I said, you know, I can do 6 a.m. And then I could probably do a day shift. But I got to get back up to L.A. And traffic's going to suck. So I really want to try and leave at a reasonable time. And I ended up going to Spring Valley. But I immediately could hear, especially in response to all of this, Geo finding out about that and going, well, you don't got no love for the freaks in the ocean side? And being like, Geo, there's only one of me, dude. I can only do so much. Be like, no, that's cool. You went to PJ. Like, PJ's, like, he's family too, and that's cool. I'm just, you know, and I'm like, are you that competitive? You'd want me to come there too? I'm just saying, dog, like, I know where you stand. Like, I know that you don't love me, and that's okay. Like, this is cool, dude. He does always, he has a really good, like, sort of disappointed dad. Uh, like instructor, he's, it's a fun personality for him. It's, on, well, it's in his bag of tricks. Two, which is the experience I got at Spring Valley, which by the way was at noon. But I bet was everybody class being, like, is effing rock. Now rap. that you're doing his impression, I'm like, God, I'd like to take one of his classes. <laughs> <laughs> well, the uh, the the feel, the vibe that I got from everybody at the noon class was, Raph, this is what are you doing here? This is great. We, oh man, you've never been here before." And I was like, "No, it's my first time at Spring Valley, and it looks amazing. The gym is awesome." As compared to 6 a.m. And by the way, this is testy to do at 6 a.m. with me when I've only had so much sleep because I've been doing all the the photo editing. But I got Boogie roasting me the entire time and going, dog, I'm actually like insulted that it took you this long to get here. Like it's really like it hurts me deep in my soul. And like, you know, it's all love, brother. But like, what the fuck, man? You don't like us? And I was like, I'm here now. Yeah, but you haven't been here before. And I was like, but what? So, anyway. Now he's going to hear you did an impression of <laughs> Well, I've done the impression a couple times. So, and now I know that some of the people who train at those places listen to our shows. So they can tell him because I am a safe distance away now. And uh, that's true. I'm yeah, out in but, Denver. I should be talking smack, but I have a natural fear. <laughs> it just feels like he might come to Denver. This is a good time yeah. to do a PSA. Raf's impressions are his and his alone, and not Thank the work you. of the Verbal Tap <laughs> Franchise Incorporated. I don't. I don't know why we get all of the residuals of my impression, <laughs> and yet keep all of the distance from them. But Verbal Tap Legal said it is weird, but it is how we do things. <laughs> it's a real conundrum here. 
but man, they, they could not have been nicer. And uh, one of the Boogie's top generals, Gabe, uh, I finally got to roll with him. And my God, he was a technician. It was beautiful learning as much as I could from him. Uh, so I'm, I'm definitely going to value that time and I'm going to look forward to doing it. Uh, Boogie taught an amazing class. So did PJ. It was great to see them. And as we're not just, I'm so used to that. We're not just no gi bias. I, I would stand yeah. by a lot of the 10th planet instruction and training. It, when I first started jujitsu, they would, you know, occasionally get kicked out of seminars for wearing 10th planet shirts. Now it's so the opposite. It's like such a good place to recommend for like beginners mm -hmm. advance. It's like, yeah, go. You got, especially where you're talking about, which is you went from, after like PJ was your side piece, like that was your. I'm just gonna catch one more in this situation. Well, I didn't want to. I mean, here's the good news: they're all one brand. So at the very least, when I was telling them, I wasn't sure what their reaction was gonna be. When I was like, I'm trying to go to both of yours, and they were super accommodating, and they were like, "You don't even have to ask." And I was like, "You say that, but I feel that if I just showed up, you could very well kick me out." And you? they thought about it. They're like, like uh, no, you're fair. I'm just, you know, I've been doing that ongoing campaign to make PJ the official side piece of Verbal Tap. Unofficially, God. I've been writing some letters, but it's finally time to get it out there. I mean, here's the good news. The shark was definitely swimming around me, but didn't pick me. So Woo! I still have yet to experience the PJ. Uh, what I know would be terrible. But I saw the rounds he was having with other people, uh, and I said, yeah, okay, I'm fine with that. He would have picked um, me for the same reason Vince Vaughn kind of gets spotted. He would have been like, who's that other blonde tall guy? <laughs> Must settle blonde yeah. tall guy S dispute. Well, there's that. And there's also, um, yeah, so we, we had a lot of friends and everybody was super nice. And I would like to also pay tribute to um, our good friend Nogi Joe, who it was the first time I got to roll with him. And this man's shoulder pressure was pristine. Like, I want to say the only person whose shoulder pressure that I felt in that specific way that he was doing it was uh, actually uh, Canuto. So, uh you know, I mean, it's good to be in that company as well. But, I mean, just a fun day all around, dude. So thank you to everybody I got to roll with. It was definitely I'm going to come back. I mean, granted, Boogie's invitation back was him being like, dog, so you better come back because, like, if you don't come back, then we we know you didn't like us. And I, I get that. That's fine. But, like, dog, it's all about love, except you don't have any. And I'm like, I, this is so many. <laughs> oh, so it's a family statements. trait. I love this. Like, I like the guilt trip they throw at you. That's good. Yeah, and I'm like, and I told him, I'm just like, what are you going to do when I'm not here? Like, what? Talk about you behind you your back. Same about? thing we all do. Come on. But, like, I think the, the moment that made me truly laugh the most was when I was uh, training with one of his his guys and he comes over and like it looks like I'm passing guard or I'm going to do something good. And Boogie just goes to this poor young man and says, hey, man, I'm just going to let you know you're going to let this host who, you know, thinks he's funnier than you and more handsome than you. You're just going to let him do that. And I was like, y yeah, you should let the host who thinks they're handsomer and is uh Funnier. Wait, what's wrong with you? This poor kid's just like, he does this with everybody. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, I'm not against it. It's just, I would rather not roast him back while I'm 
trying to learn the game of like 10 different people all at once. Normally I can do this with my training partners pretty easy, but when I don't know any of your games, I'm like, oh shit, I probably shouldn't look away. Oh, and I'm heel hook. God damn it. We were working on heel hook Sunday. Will's got well, his black belt. I also belt. saw that, that pain in your face. Did you not, when did he get his black belt? Because like I didn't know. It was, it was, oh, okay. uh, um, pretty recently. Okay. It was no gi, but I was still, you know, congrats to, I'm just mentioning them aside. Not has nothing to do with the heel hooks he was teaching though. Certainly helpful given his discipline and mastery of the craft, which he was rewarded for. So I guess they are very much so linked. Congrats to coach Will. It's a big one. Not an easy place to get the black belt, as you're as you're familiar. But while we're highlighting just uh, good cultures, good training places, we're at it. I want to yep. go to San Diego a little bit now, and I'll tell you why for two reasons. One, mm. it snowed already, so that was a nice slap in the face that winter's here. Two, just kind of up some of my my 10p game. Like it's been a while since I've rolled with uh, some of the some of those flexible. Well spatted gentlemen, so it's uh, it's just time. I mean, I'll tell you this much: PJ did something that I like. I've seen a variation of it, but he explained it very beautifully, and I just go, "Oh!" And then I realized I said it out loud, and I was like, "Oh, nobody else." Sorry, I just me, watched just eighty-seven okay. hours of ADCC. Oops, something okay. just clicked. <laughs> okay, this guy's really good. Maybe you should know that. Hmm. Uh, but Kev, I would tell you this though. They're all jaded. They'd love to have you. They're like he's our oh, normal noon and It's not that they're jaded. They're just kind of like, well, you're an idiot if you thought differently. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but I, I would tell you this, Kev. I mean, you would love the San Diego, and even to the point where yesterday, before I went to my Airbnb to go do photo work, I looked at Yelp, and I was kind of in a mood to get poke. And this place that said it had poke and sushi, and I said, those are all the things I love. All right. It was pretty highly ranked, and I said, let's take a shot at it. Well, it turns out near La Mesa, specifically La Mesa's Gracie Bay or uh, Gracie Umaita, they have a um, a sushi restaurant that I ended up going to because I like walked out of it, and I go, that was some of the best sushi I've had in a long time. And I go, there's a jiu-jitsu place right next to this? Oh, man. If the sushi was this good next to my joint, none of the jiu-jitsu would work in keeping me not fat. It's a plus and minus system. God, San Diego sounds like heaven. You're just going to rid of there's a crazy Umida place right next to, oh, all right. The university's out there as well, as you know. Yes, and I almost... I, again, I, this was my first time getting down to at least even train because I said, you know, I'm always going down uh, and back, down and back, and I never get any time. And this is the one time I said I'm going to reward myself with some jujitsu. And it was hard to explain to people. I go, here's a real truthism. When I do more coverage of ADCC and events like that, my training goes down. So I'm getting kind of grumpy now. And I know that my movement is really going to suck today, especially with people who have dynamic movement. So I know my uh, my day's going to suck, and it did, but it was fun, and I enjoyed every second of it. So 
my thanks to everybody from both camps or I mean essentially the same camp but both gyms if you would uh, and now I see they are icing Joanna's ankle very quickly or her leg and there's a big zoom in which is by far the funniest kind of like storytelling you can tell that just looks so awkward and obsolete. Uh, meanwhile, Michelle Watterson is just smiling the entire time and getting the crowd to go into the fifth round. So that's insane. Anyway, that's where I'm at on the fight. It's almost over, but I, I know the writing on the wall here when I see one. That is going to do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I am Kevin. Thank you for listening. Good night and good fight. The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is... Please note, the new number is...